재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. Korea, of course, is a capital, a hub of modern Western-style medicine, but there's also six or seven hundred years of traditional classic medical wisdom that differs a bit from the Western canon, and that's where we shine our attention every week in a little segment called Health Mirror. We're joined now by Kyunghee University Department of Korean Medical Classics researcher Eun-kyung Yoon. Hi, Eun-kyung. Hi, Kurt. All right. So it's fall. We're kind of on a fall theme. We've been talking about how the season is changing, the temperature is changing, and so is your internal thermometer, the um, the chi. Mm-hmm. And uh, what tends to happen, I guess, when, when it gets colder is... Um, <laughs> Maybe this is good for the demographic birth rate, but uh, Mm -hmm. this is when a lot of new lives get started, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's a lot of spring births, basically, you know, looking back on uh, what happened in the summer and fall. Mm -hmm. So it's time to talk about, um, you know, bringing new life into the world and the process of, uh, of pregnancy and birth seen through the eyes of Korean classical medicine. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. What, what does uh, a Korean doctor say with regard to uh, getting pregnant, having a healthy pregnancy, and so on? Well, the process of getting pregnant is likened to a farmer sowing seeds into the earth. That's a fair comparison. That, mm-hmm. that emerges in a lot of poetry and things like right. that. And so, the earth is likened to the woman's blood. Mm-hmm. The seed is, of course, the man's sperm mm-hmm. and essence in Korean medicine. And so you want healthy seeds, you want healthy earth and the right conditions. You want to set up the right conditions. Right. So uh, if we extend this metaphor, the woman is the field. How do we get the field ready to bring new life into the world? That's a very um, important aspect in medicine these days because of the infertility rates. And some guidelines to cultivating a healthy field is for the woman to um, regulate her menstrual cycle. Uh-huh. That's the most important Isn't thing in that, medicine. I'm sorry, but doesn't that happen anyway? I mean, how does she exert conscious effort to, to make that more regular? Isn't that nature? Well, surprisingly, a large number of women have irregular menstruation. Due to stress? Yes, due to many factors, stress being the most strongest factor and um, unhealthy foods interesting um, hormone changes I've chemical heard of substances some, I've heard of some okay chemical substances would probably be a big one mm-hmm. I've heard of some very marginal cases where uh, say a woman is in elite athletic training and is mm-hmm. pushing herself unbelievably hard mm-hmm. and the cycle simply pauses altogether yes um, so the obviously there's some kind of link between the woman's cycle and the degree of Achievement or performance that she's pushing her body mm-hmm. body to go through. Mm-hmm. So, if you are uh, interested in in making the field or the the the, the woman's uh, body receptive mm-hmm. to becoming pregnant or to having a healthy pregnancy, mm-hmm. the idea would be to dial back the stress and dial back the act- activity a little bit, right? Exactly. Get away from unhealthy chemical substances. Mm-hmm. The same sort of advice you'd give anybody to stay healthy in general. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, 
But Korean medical texts have very specific ideas with regard to conception and mm -hmm. even about gender and what right. gender the child is going to become. Right, right. Do those hold up to scrutiny nowadays? Well, nowadays, people don't prefer sons as much as they did in the past. I see. But the importance placed on the woman's body in cultivating the child is still, it's still very um, important. So let's flash back to the days when boys were really what you mm -hmm. wanted to have, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody's doing what they can or uh, to enhance their chances of having a boy. Right. What would those kind of rituals or practices be? Well... For example, they would cultivate the woman's body so that it would be more friendly for the boy to grow in. And that would be choosing a right state for the jing, which is the, the male constituent mm -hmm. of the baby, uh -huh. to be stronger than the blood, which is the mother's. How interesting. The blood is considered the sort of the female side of the equation. Mm -hmm. And then, so what would she do to bring about that, that kind of, would she eat certain food? Would she wait until a certain time or what? Well, in the medical text, they choose a date according to the woman's menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. So certain dates after her period has ended would indicate that her blood is either stronger or weaker. And that would be a good date for them, them to perform intercourse. Okay. Interesting. And uh, in nowadays, it's very, very easy chemically to determine that a woman is indeed pregnant. Mm -hmm. uh, back then, uh, and in classic uh, sort of wisdom, there are other methods. Right. Well, back even back then, if a woman is missing her period for a couple months... That's a could, pretty telltale sign. It could be a sign, but it could also be because she's under stress or there are other underlying diseases. Uh -huh. So there were ways of determining her pregnancy, for example, feeling her pulse. Okay. Or giving her a formula that would tell if the woman is pregnant. Her pulse, is that, is that true that the pulse is different if the woman is pregnant? Is it slower? Actually, the pulse is faster and stronger where it corresponds to the kidney and the reproductive system. Aha, that would make sense mm -hmm. because you're, you're, you're trying to supply that kind of area with nutrients. That makes mm -hmm. good sense. I would imagine in the hundreds of years in which Korean medicine evolved, that um, just just by eyeballing a woman, I think mm -hmm. that a Korean doctor probably gained the ability to, to tell, right? Uh, you hear how women, sort of housewives kind mm -hmm. of thing, they can spot it. They can just instantly notice they can feel it they can feel it there's something has changed about uh -huh. your face or something has changed uh, maybe you're a little bit more puffy here and there mm -hmm. i would think that in a sort of a, a folk folk wisdom kind of context that it's easy to spot visually hmm. no there's, there are interesting ways of figuring out the gender for example in the text they said the shape of your belly and how it feels to the touch of the other person can determine whether the baby is a boy or a girl really yes so the shape of the belly would be how different if it's a girl versus a boy? Well, if it's a girl and when you feel the belly, it would be kind of bumpy as if you're touching an elbow or the neck area. <laughs> okay. And if it's a boy, the belly would be smooth like a upside down cup or yes, a round teacup. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, there's a certain period. What is it? I don't know the scientific duration when a baby is neither sex, right? Um, when it's gestating, it could, I guess, hypothetically go in either direction or maybe it's predestined. I don't know. Uh, but classical wisdom believed you could 
affect and sort of change the gender of the, of the child, right? Yes, they believed up until the third month, the gender is not decided. So up until then, you can actually affect the baby to be one gender. Which has more or less been discredited. De- I mean, chromosomes right. are destiny, aren't mm-hmm. they? Uh, in a modern so no- perspective. In a modern perspective. So yeah. no matter how many rituals you go through, mm-hmm. uh, just very quickly, what are some of the rituals they did to try and change the, the gestating baby into a boy? Well, there were rituals where you placed an axe under the mother's bed without her knowing. <laughs> okay. Because that would affect the yang qi and turn the baby into a boy. Wow. And sometimes the long feathers of a rooster's tail would be placed in the same manner. Very interesting. Okay. Well, let's, let's get past all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can't necessarily blame those of a previous era for believing what they did. They didn't have the hard data that we have in a modern age. We want to get to a point where Korean classical wisdom can be useful, even to mm-hmm. a pregnant person nowadays. Mm-hmm. How do we get into that territory? I mean, dealing with symptoms that come with pregnancy, perhaps? Mm-hmm. And I believe a lot of pregnant women will relate to the pains of morning sickness. Yeah. And I believe there aren't many ways to relieve this medically these days. They have to just weather it out. Okay. But according to Korean medical classics, there are ways to alleviate it through formulas and gentle manipulation. Mainly through what you consume, what you eat? Yes, foods, medicine, and gentle massage. These all help the woman to overcome her morning sickness. And these remain true? These remain in effect? they do. Very interesting. So this is one aspect where a woman uh, who's pregnant may wish to consult a traditional doctor. What would be some sort of off-the-top-of-your-head advice from a Korean classical viewpoint to give to pregnant women? Um, I am very interested in the condition that the pregnant women are experiencing. Mm. And so the advice that I would like to give is that whatever happens during that pregnancy is a natural response of the body and there is no right way of being pregnant or a wrong way. Mm. So as in any other condition, you should pay attention to your body, what your body is craving and fulfilling that will actually lead you to health. Okay. You've just giving them carte blanche to make those calls to the pizza place late at night. And <laughs> Dr. Yoon said, I deserve this ice cream. No, I'm, I'm joking with you. But yeah, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with seasonal disorder. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, uh, don't blame yourself for what right. you're going through right. and listen to your body because mm-hmm. your body is probably the best connected and uh, giving you the right signals mm-hmm. in terms of what you need to do. Right. When it comes time to give birth, um, any particular... Uh, pearls of classical wisdom that uh, you might offer? Well, during the last months of pregnancy when your body gets really heavy and it's hard to move around, people tend to just lie down and rest a long time. And this could result in the baby getting bigger in volume and leaving no space for the baby to move around, which is very important when giving birth because the baby has to shift in a certain position to be born safely and healthily. So there are formulas that would make the baby develop normally, but um, reduce the volume. So this could be a very effective way of inducing 
easy and safe labor. Very good. And just super briefly, we, we didn't touch, this could be a whole other installment of this mm-hmm. segment, but tegyo, this whole belief that the mother needs to be in a good state, a yes. state of, if not happiness, free from stress, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Kind of common sense, but especially strong in Korea, right? Yes. Well, it's because people thought that what the mother thought and ate and how she behaved all affected the baby. And this goes all the way before conception. So the woman would have to prepare her body as the field is prepared. And if the field is healthy, then it will nurture the seed. And once again, we get back to where we started, the agricultural metaphor. We're going to wrap it up there. Eun-gyung, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. And we'll be right back after this.